were you buying a plunger to replace a plunger or were you like no i think that like when we bought this house did you proactively pop your plunger cherry or was it reactive no always proactive Welcome to Make It Spicy, presented by the CNC Dream Factory, where the conversations may be mild, they may be wild, but they're always full of flavor. And we're back! <laughs> you, you've got something teed up for this one, right? Maybe, 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 maybe. You gotta scroll through your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a secret talent? No, I don't have. I don't have a public talent. What would you say my public talent is? Pretty good at telling stories. I'm fucking terrible at telling stories. I I can kind of juggle, like sort of. I mean, you do that thing where you're like, boop, boop, boop. oh, this thing. Uh huh. That's my secret talent? God, that sucks. What's your secret talent? That I can cluck like a chicken? Prove it. Hmm. Let's see. Did I come through well? Yeah. That's what I got. This podcast is presented by the Cadbury <laughs> Bunny. Yeah, I love Cadbury eggs. <laughs> What's your favorite? Which ones are your favorite? Do you like the original, the traditional ones, or do you like the caramel ones? Or there's like a chocolate truffle version. Oh, oh! If I had to rank them, it'd be OG, and then caramel, and then the chocolate ones. It's about that time. I know. About that season. Mm-hmm. Avery and I were at the grocery today, and we did not stray off script. We did really good. <laughs> Have you ever participated in a talent show? No, but when I was in elementary school, I would... Fun fact, you don't really know this about me. I'm a I'm more of a skilled writer than you know about. Um, I would write plays that, you know, they would be more so stories. I'd have to turn them in for schoolwork. And the teacher would let other students make them into plays. You were a playwright in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I never wanted to be in the plays. Um, because, you know, that makes me very uncomfortable. That's the type uh-huh. of attention that's very weird. But I can be very talented at at telling a story and painting a picture. You're very good at that. And so I, I did a lot of that type of storytelling as a kid. And the teacher would let other kids act it out. Which was cool for a bit, and I mean, for a while there was a push. When I was in high school, my teachers would push that I would study writing. How's high school, Billy? <laughs> I didn't really see a future in that, though. So I went writing? a different route. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. I went a route where people were like, what are you going to do with art history? And I was like, ha ha, let me tell you. And here I sit. On a chair that has a fart history. That's rude. <laughs> um, the closest I had to that is um, in ninth or no, it was probably eleventh grade. I took a speech class in high school, and um, we had to do 
impromptu speeches. And I did a speech on why my prompt was, what's the greatest song ever made? And I was, it was in December, so I was like, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What a message. What an anti-bullying message in this song. Uh, but we also did, uh, we did our own Saturday Night Live in that class. And I essentially wrote the whole thing. And we did a Celebrity Jeopardy skit that surely does not hold up today in part because one of the contestants was Michael Jackson. Um, but that's the closest to me writing something that then other people have to act out. Well, what, what were you going to say? So that was a lot of um, baby saliva. So I was going to ask you then, as we were talking about secret talents, then when you were talking about buying things and stuff. I was going to ask you, was the the strangest thing that you think you've ever purchased or thought about purchasing? Strangest thing. What's the strangest thing? Mm -hmm. Strangest thing. The strangest thing I've ever purchased. I don't know. Because I had to buy hemorrhoid cream once. Is that strange or is that just... No, it's not terribly strange, but it's also just... Like you have a moment when you go. I mean, go, we have a lot of like witch hazel stuff from when I gave birth to your daughter. That's different than hemorrhoid cream. I mean, that is a very reasonable. It's the same. It's the same. My hemorrhoids came because I herniated a disc in my back, and it just like complicated a whole host of problems, including hemorrhoids. Yeah. And birthing so, a human does that too out of your vagina. Yeah, I. Okay, do you want this to be about you or did you want <laughs> me to answer the question? Because it's not so much just buying the hemorrhoid cream, it's how I got it. That a doctor had to glove up and be like, okay, well, and then like separate my butt cheeks and like peer in. And did poke you not around. know what was wrong? Oh, I was pretty sure, but he was, I was like, hey, man, do I? And he was like, well, bend over and. Spread my butt cheeks and looked. I guess I've never thought that you'd like need a, a doctor diagnosis to know whether or not you have hemorrhoids. More so just to like, you know when you know. No, and then you go to a doctor and then you drive into work and you go on about your work day. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, you've got that as a basis for the day. I mean, I've. I've had situations where my insides are, you know, pried open. And I've got, you know, fluid flush through my uterus. So I, I, I get it. I get it. You, you had a doctor look at your butthole. Cool. I. <laughs> he looked at that balloon knot and he was like, ah, oh, that balloon's got some, some phrase in it. We got it. Is there anything else you want me to set up just so you can be like, oh, well, let me one-up this. I remember I, so it's not the strangest thing for sure. But I moved into an apartment, and I woke up one morning. I was like, getting ready to shower, and I was like, son of a bitch. These things don't just come with shower curtains. So at like 6 in the morning, I had to see which stores were open and map quest my way to it to go buy a shower curtain in the morning. And it was like, oh, you have a shower liner and a shower curtain. And I was like, you have two in one? And it was like, yeah, kind of. 
And so I went to buy a shower curtain in the morning before work so I could shower for work. And separate from that, there's one day I went to Target and I just bought a plunger. All I bought was a plunger. And they didn't have any self-checkout lines, so I just had to sit on the conveyor belt and roll it through. And the woman scanned it and looked at me, and I was like, one of those days. <laughs> and bought a plunger and walked out. Because there's a point There's a point in your life. Have I Amazoned our plungers here or something? No. Is that what's because, happened? No, because there's a point in your life where you don't own a plunger, and you need to get a plunger. And it's... I would challenge for a lot of people, it is not a proactive decision. It's a reactive decision. And so you are standing in line somewhere, holding a plunger in your hand, thinking about the situation you're going back home to address. I'm pretty sure I was proactive with our plungers for this home. I would I would be very curious to hear what percentage of people proactively brought by a plunger. I try to proactively buy a lot of things. <laughs> were you buying a plunger to replace a plunger? Or were you like... No, I think that like when we bought this house... Did you proactively pop your plunger cherry? Or was it reactive? No, always proactive. Because I don't know the last time I clogged a toilet, but I'm terrified to do it and not have a plunger. But I think that the, the key is to purchase a plunger toilet brush combo See, because then nobody can be like oh bitch clog the toilet no because you're like oh no i'm preparing for if there is ever a freak moment that i have clogged it <laughs> but <if> but <laughs> being prepared to clean it because a clean toilet is a happy toilet <laughs> i think a toilet that's not choking on shit is a happy toilet but if you're buying if you're buying a plunger reactively you're not thinking about the toilet brush no you're i just, mean do you know how many times growing up i have <laughs> i bet my brothers have done this too how many times growing up you clog a toilet and your initial response is because we didn't always have the plunger by the toilet and so we clog a toilet and you what type would, of anarchy did you live in? A shit-filled one. <laughs> and you'd pull the lid off the back, and you'd just stare at it like you don't know shit about what's going on like, there. Is there something wrong with the uh, the doodad in here? Yeah, you jiggle the handle a little bit. Oh, that's not doing anything. And so I remember the signal was you close the lid, and you put you close the lid to the toilet seat, and then you took the lid off the back of the tank, and you set it on the toilet seat. Yeah. And that was the universal signal of... This is full of shit, and it's going <laughs> to overflow. Someone deal with this. I never had that experience. No, I have. No, because, and I mean, but that's the thing. Both of our, our fathers are like jack of all trades. can fix those things. I just never had that issue. So what, all right, fine, Miss High Mighty. What's the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever purchased? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, that question could even be posed to you as the weirdest thing that I've purchased because you, you're privy to all the things that I purchase. And sometimes I say, I've bought this and you look at me like the fuck, like today you're like, what's this in this box from Amazon? Oh, it's a rug broom. 
to get more dog hair off of the the rugs and the vacuum picks up and you looked at me like the fuck but you know i i I just buy anything that strikes my fancy because i have an impulse control problem (laughs) you buy functional things you never buy fun things you're never like oh this is for me i need this i have a i have a hard time buying things for myself easier time buying things for like household unless it's a what plunger a plunger yeah that that's household (laughs) Um, I mean, I bought Bedjet. I think Bedjet's a dream come true. CNC Dream Factor is sponsored by Bedjet. <laughs> you, when's, you, we've not used the Bedjet in like That's two years. That's because we have insane dogs who disconnected Bedjet underneath our bed. Explain what Bedjet is for those who Bedjet, are uninitiated. Bedjet, oof, oof. Bedjet is a cooling system my wife's a big bj fan when you're talking about bed jets Mm. you know it's it has a cloud sheet which is a sheet (laughs) that on the the top side of it it's not perforated but on the bottom side of it it's perforated and so it fills and it's like a cloud that floats atop of you and it either has cool air or warm air that just cascades the most beautiful, serene environment around you. You talked to me about Bedjet before we'd ever laid in the same bed together. Mm. I will tell everyone about Bedjet. And my my Bedjet is so old that, I mean, one day we're going to be able to sell it on eBay or like, um, what's that called? Museum? Antique, Antique Roadshow. <laughs> I don't think they sell shit on Antique Roadshow. Mm-hmm. I think they just price it out. They're going to price that baby out. Listen, out! <laughs> the first time I ever had a sleepover with you, I was like, why the fuck am I so cold? <laughs> I thought Bedjet was like, here's a steady temperature. And I kept trying. I was like, I had no concept of what Bedjet was. Little did I know, I constantly kept putting myself under Bedjet. Mm-hmm. Was Bedjet on cold? I was freezing. Bedjet was cool air at that time? Yes. Mm. I couldn't do anything about it, and I was just like, well. Because I need that, that, that cold air on my feet? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Bedjet is lovely. You know who likes Bedjet? Mowgli. Mowgli. Mowgli loves laying Mowgli. on Bedjet. Oh, he takes up Bedjet. I bet you if I put Bedjet on tonight, that boy, he'd love it. It'd be the happiest of his days. You'd have to find the blanket first. Good point. <laughs> valid, valid argument. What's the weirdest gift you've ever received? Oh. And it better not be one I've given you. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's a really good question. Um, one time when I was younger, somebody gave me a sweater with a giant faux fur collar on it (laughs) and all i could think was what made you think that this fit me as a person um i've also been gifted real furs i've been gifted real furs um that are like were they on boots above apple bottom below (laughs) apple bottom jeans no they're um at this point, they're 
They're probably like at least 100 years old. I think they're in our home right now. They're in our home right now? Yeah. Shit. Um, Pet cemetery these things and see what comes back to because life. Because they would have been like my grandmother's mother's and her mother's mother's. Great grandmother and great great grandmother. Yep. Sure. Um, furs. I'm like, why would you give me these? These really gross me out. The way I smell them makes me want to vomit. <laughs> so they're in a very like thick black trash bag. I think in the bottom of a closet somewhere. In ninth grade, I was dating a girl who got me a Jimmy Buffett CD for my birthday. Stop it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? We've never talked about Jimmy Buffett. I'm not, I don't know that I ever heard a Jimmy Buffett song in my life. Did she like raid her dad's? It was weird because it's like, we were... You didn't say we were dating. You said we were boyfriend-girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And it was like... kids. We were boyfriend-girlfriend, but it was also sort of like... It it was really weird. Like, imagine trying to unite two kingdoms. And so you're like a couple, but you're, you're kind of like, hey, I guess we're a couple now. It's like, yep, we are. And that's kind of how it was. And I don't really remember any circumstances around it other than it was just like, I guess you're my girlfriend now? She's like, yeah, I guess you're my boyfriend now. Oh, hey, your birthday's coming up? Here's the Jimmy Buffett CD. And I was like, but it still had the plastic around it, so she had to have bought it. Yeah. And it's such a, like, as I'm thinking back on it, it's such a, like, hey, Cody, just take the hint. That wasn't working. But at the time, I was like, I guess I need to lean into this and be like, oh, thank you. You need like, to suddenly like Jimmy be, Buffett. You be, need to be a parrot head. I was like, I need to be grateful. And now when I hear Jimmy Buffett, I'm like, man, I don't fucking know. I like it. That's not for me. She ended up going to the same college as me. And we were in the same chemistry class. And we were in like a breakout class. And I looked and I was like, holy shit, is that so-and-so? And she must have been thinking the same thing because, like, we looked at each other the same way. And I was kind of like, hey. Hey. Never fucking talked her again. Is that the experience of, like, growing up in a small town and then going to, like, a smaller college? Uh, only three people from my college, my from my high school went to college at the same place. And then one of them transferred out. So it was in, like, those two people who went there were like, oh, hey, we're from the same high school. Want to hang out? And I was like... Nope. I'll make new friends. That's funny. You see, my experience is like, like growing up in the city that I still went to college in, and there were only, I'm sure there were plenty of us from my high school that went to the same college, um, but I only ever saw, I think maybe two people that I had class with. And it was in a 300-person lecture hall that I was like, oh, I know you. <laughs> and I only ever had a class with one of them again. And what was funny about it was, that, like, he and I had gone together, gone to school together since first grade. And so that, like, was even more odd. But still, we're never like, hey, let's be pals again. No. I was like, I'm, I'm here to do business. Give me that college degree. Business. 
I'm not not here to fuck around. You you mentioning like a 300 person uh, class lecture. It reminds me of now three stories, but whatever. I can keep going. (laughs) One is on 8 a.m. class. There's like 300 people in the class. I had to go all the way across campus, which doesn't is like crazy, but it was still like 20 minutes across campus at 8 a.m. Like that's a like to walk 20 minutes. Who takes an 8 a.m. class? You know who takes an 8 a.m. class? A freshman. No, 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 no. Fuck that. So, One time I took an 8 a.m. class and never showed up to it. <laughs> I I ended up doing a lot of those too, uh, but I would always get there late. And it's like, oh, you're late. You sit in the front and like, shit, I'm already tired enough that I can't pay attention. And then I took a theater class that was also at 8 a.m. Like I had to take a theater class. It was like one of the like requirements for liberal arts. It was, um, and it was also way across campus. And people were constantly late to it. It's eight o'clock and there was no dorm close to this classroom and the professor at some point just had enough and he was like fuck this anyone who walks in late get out it was me and my friends we walked like people who lived in my quad we walked in he was like you out done gone and we're like what i would have never had the the goal to to walk into class late well, you just like walk in the back, you sneak in. No, no, because then you open the door and it makes a sound when you open it and people turn around and look at you. Even if it's a 300 person lecture hall, I don't think so. That's what, how I'll vomit. <laughs> well, that was this thing is like it's so disruptive when people walk in late. I'm like, you know what's disruptive? When people walk in and you stop class to ride their ass about it. And so my friends and I were like, guess I'm going to get breakfast. So we went to like whatever the uh, dining hall or like student center is to go eat breakfast because they're like well we're fucking up and we both have and we all have a 10 o'clock class so we can't really go back to our dorms and um and then in that same theater class we i don't remember what the prompt was i just remember we had to kind of like create a skit or something like that uh and we created one that was and Oxford had a ton of squirrels around. Like, there were a ton of squirrels on campus, and they would be and real. let's be clear. This isn't Oxford, England. N- no. I don't... <laughs> like, let's be clear. My husband's not elite and exclusive. He's just a small-town fuckface. <laughs> but the squirrels were, like, real bold around people. And we made um, a little thing around squirrel tag. And we even... And so we took a bunch of pictures of squirrels and we photoshopped like Microsoft painted jerseys on them and shit and made this whole thing. But it also, so it also makes me think of when I was in a history class and my professor was reading a primary source about this guy from the 1700s and he's reading it verbatim in this 300 person class lecture. And he's like, and I, and we finished with the flourish on the billiard table. And he like kind of like paused and was like, they had sex on the billiard table. And I was like, oh shit, why are you reading us this? <laughs> and every now and then I'll just think about that. I'm like, 
Huh. Do you want to with finish the, with a flourish on the billiard table? Wouldn't mind it. <laughs> but then when I was, so the fourth story now about a 300 person lecture hall, just to make sure that everyone's following my train of thought, I was a TA in grad school. And my professor was like, Cody, you took this class because I was like the only person in our graduate like classes who also went to the same school for undergrad and took this professor's class. Except, as you mentioned, I never went to the 300-person lecture. I only went to a little breakout once. So I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. And he was like, Cody, you remember... Didn't you enjoy it when the TAs all sang folk songs in front of the entire lecture hall? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. So as a TA, I had to go down there with six other TAs and stand in the front of 300 students as our professor played Woody Guthrie songs on a guitar and we sang American folk songs in front of everyone. I had a teacher in high school who did who sang folk music and was in a very popular band in Cincinnati that uh, was like folk and bluegrass. And I had a crush on him. Is this the one you spent a lot of questionable time with after school? <laughs> yes. Nothing ever happened. Let's be clear. He did not do anything inappropriate. We spent a lot of time together. That's it. That's it. Moving on. Moving on really quickly. What was your question that started this whole thing? Weirdest thing you've ever purchased? Strangest thing you've ever purchased. Or thought about purchasing. Or thought about purchasing? Yeah, like almost. I mean, I look a lot of... I, I make a lot of almost purchases. You know this. How do you make an almost purchase? You know, I put it in my Amazon cart. Mm, let's see if I have anything in my Amazon. I don't have anything in my Amazon. And then I don't Amazon. follow through. Or I put it on my list. You know, I heart it. My Amazon, (laughs) here's what my Amazon tells me. Keep shopping for exercise and fitness, deodorants, breast pumps. Um, Here's an item for me. Oh, it's a. But you didn't buy my breast breast pump from Amazon. No, but I thought about it. Oh. I tried and then I figured I could use my HSA and buy it in person. HSA. Thought that counts. Um. It also thinks I need a paper shredder. Oh, we have a paper shredder. Why do we have a paper shredder? We've not used it once. I have partaken in theft. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to hide the evidence? The evidence is the shredder. Moving on. Do you remember in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 when... um, Razor and Tonka are babies and Shredder's all pissed because he's like, they're babies. Do you remember that? That was the one that had Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go by Ice. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, Go, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, Go. By Vanilla. Yeah, by Vanilla Ice. I DJed 90s night once at the bar and I played Go Ninja. should she's one of the ice ice baby did you ever want to be a ninja 
A ninja turtle. But like not like a straight up ninja. Mm. Ninjas were huge when I was growing up. Yeah. Ninja turtles were as well. We used to have a ton of like ninja turtle action figures. And my brother and I, since we were twins, we'd often get the same ones. Like, we both wanted the ones, so we would get the same ones. It was probably like a, like, all right, you guys get to go to the store and pick out one thing. Or, like, I want this. And I was like, I fucking want this, too. And so we just had this bin of them. And our older brothers were like, hey, let's draft football teams from Ninja Turtles. I'm pretty sure we created fantasy football. Oh, my goodness. By drafting Ninja Turtles. And I remember there was a running back, or there was a... a an orange triceratops that was always drafted as a running back very highly. This tells you that this was in the early 90s because running backs were like highly valued and now it would be quarterbacks. But all of this to say, I'm pretty fucking sure we invented fantasy football. Dispute it. I'm waiting. I don't, I don't think that's factual. Just, just gonna throw that out there. I don't know what to tell you.